Well, good morning. I'm glad you could be with me today as we're in God's Word together in the Unfolding the Word ministry. We're in the midst of an extended study of 1 John, and we're in the third chapter of 1 John now. We're looking at verses 19 to 21. Began looking at it yesterday. Let me read the verses to you, and we'll pick up our study. By this we shall know that we are of the truth and reassure our hearts before him. For whenever our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our heart, and he knows everything. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. Well, we've been talking about the problem of a condemning heart even within the life of a believer. The fact of the matter is, the past verses preceding this, we're talking about agape love, which God has poured into our hearts, how it prompts us to want to respond to brothers or sisters who are facing needs. And yet, we are also discovering that as believers, God doesn't force us to act on the prompting. We can choose to align with the flesh instead of the spirit on these things, and as a result, we will be sinning against the Lord by not acting. And that sin then gives us true and legitimate guilt. And of course, the right way to deal with that is to confess the sin to the Lord, as 1 John 1, nine tells us, to uh, turn from that rebellion, to then turn to doing the thing that God wants us to do as his children. The reality is we will have hearts that are not always settled. We can struggle with a condemning heart. And the enemy of our souls knows that. And so he will seek to maximize the damage when our hearts are unsettled. And so how do we settle our hearts? How do we find a heart that is unsettled, at times condemning us, at times not condemning us? How can we find that resolved so that we have assurance and confidence before the Lord? That's the great question into which these verses are addressing. And of course, the core answer to it is that God says the way that you reassure your heart, the way that you reassure your heart before me is by hearing my truth and trusting in what I've told you. Have you had an unsettled heart at times? Think of how the psalmist puts it in Psalm 131, verse 2. He says, I have calmed and quieted my soul. Like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. In other words, the psalmist was experiencing what it meant not to have a calm and quiet soul. And yet he also understood how to get that back, how to discover once again the calming and quieting of an unsettled heart. In Zephaniah chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, uh, in a prophetic portion of the scriptures, it said it, then on that day it shall be said in Jerusalem, Fear not, O Zion, let not your hands grow weak. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. <laughs> now why is that prophetic promise so wonderful? Because the reality is people will need to have a quieted soul, just like the psalmist just like you and just like me. We need a calmed heart. Is your heart needing some calming today? <laughs> and of course, the answer is some of that calming, or perhaps all of that calming, is intimately woven in to God's message to us, his great promises. 
And as we review his promises, there's a calming effect within our souls. Our hearts settle down. But here's the reality about our hearts. Let's admit it to one another. God doesn't try to hide the truth from us. Our hearts will hear different messages sometimes. Not just the calming effect of the Word of God and God's great promise to us, but also we will hear the cry of guiltiness within because we know we've stumbled in sin. And, sadly, we will also hear the voice of the great accuser as he accuses us of our very failures and then calls into question the legitimacy of our salvation as a result. We can have lots of echoing sounds within our hearts, and the outcome of that is unsettledness within, within our heart. God's Word tells us that our hearts while being able to be influenced by the Spirit of God and by His truth, can also be affected by these mixed messages that are coming. So how do we deal with that? How do we find, once again, as he puts it, a reassured heart? A heart that doesn't condemn us. A place where we can have confidence once again before the Lord. Such a practical set of questions, and God lovingly addresses them here. And he gives us insight, and I hope you will always remember this. Number one, he says, realize I am greater than your heart. Verse 20, whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. God is greater than our heart. Hey, I have the memories and you have the memories of those major stumblings and sins in our lives. Those things that happened before we turned to Christ as Savior, and sadly, those things that happened after we turned to Christ as Savior. And as we reflect on such things, we are grieved in our heart. And in that grieving, guilt tends to well up. In that grieving, a sense of condemnation from the accuser of our souls comes up. And so in the face of that reality, God says, remind yourself, of God's great compassion, that his compassion is actually much greater than our own sense of condemnation. His love is greater than our heart. You see, the wonder of the scriptures is that God's judgment of us is not based on how our heart sees us. Let me repeat it. God's judgment of us is not based on how our heart sees us. It's based on what the Lord Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. Praise God that his judgment of our life is greater than our hearts. That's the point here. God, God's greater than our hearts. He's not limited in his assessment of us by what our heart is doing. He knows the truth. And he sent his son to die for us on the cross. He knows he knows. In fact, that's the second point. Not only is God greater than our hearts, but he knows everything. God knows everything. That's, by the way, a, a, a description of that theological concept of omniscience, that one of God's attributes is that all there is to know from all of time, he knows. He knows everything. Now, at first, when you say that, the thought might be, well, I feel more guilty than ever. God knows everything that I've done. 
In fact, even things I might not realize I've done, but if it was really put before him, it would be clear they were sort of mixed motives. God knows everything. Oh my gosh, I'm more condemned than ever. My heart's more unsettled than ever. But here, brothers and sisters, understand, God's omniscience is meant to be a comfort to us, not a critical, unsettling truth. Now why? Why? Because the omniscient God that we serve is not only knowing everything we've done in the past and in the present, or even in the sense in the future. He also knows the decisions we've made, and he knows the habitual orientation of our heart. He knows the pattern of our life despite periodic failure, despite periodic sin. He knows the direction of our heart. The God we serve knows whether we've come in humility and bowed the knee before Christ, admitting our need for Christ and throwing ourselves on the gospel, on the cross, resting in his work on the cross. That's what saves us, not our works. He knows the truth about you and he knows the truth about me in relationship to that. And then secondly, as First John has been developing this theme, there's a pattern of life that is also true. There's a difference between periodic stumbling into sin and life patterns of sin. God knows the life pattern. He sees beyond the stumble to the overall direction of life. And God sees that to be true of me. He sees it to be true of you. Isn't it wonderful that God sees not like we see? I was thinking of First Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. And listen to these words about our God. For the Lord sees not as a man sees. Man looks on the outward appearances. But the Lord looks on the heart. How does one have confidence before God? How does one have a reassured heart? Because God is greater than our hearts. Our stability and confidence for our eternal life is not based on whether our heart has periodic mixed messages. It is based on the fact that we turn to Christ as Savior. And are we seeking to follow him? God sees the truth about us within. And he is greater than our stumbling. And his perspective on us and his judgment of us is not based on how our heart sees it at times. Take hope in that, brothers and sisters. Join me tomorrow, and we will move to the upcoming verses where we talk about some of the benefits of having a reassured heart before the Lord.